All right, what is good, y'all? Welcome back. I got my boy Julian. We're recapping the draft like always. What's up, bro? Not too much, bro. Not too much. Beautiful Sunday here in Dallas, Texas. I don't know how it is in Colorado. It's pretty nice. Uh, yeah. Um, I just wanted to recap, you know, winners, losers. I know we did an episode, a mini episode, and it was pretty much the whole episode was my rant. But um, <laughs> I wanted to break everything down. I, I I would say at least five five winners, five losers. I think that's mm-hmm. pretty fair. We can go deep dive. But um, I want to ask you, you know, what was your favorite pick that I said I'll, I'll start with your Falcons I mean it's your team we didn't really get to talk about them too much like what was the fate I, I I have an idea on who it is but who was your favorite pick that they made uh my favorite is my boy Arnold yeah. um I, I that's my favorite pick I, I I really like his he I think he's potential first round talent I mean he saw it in the yeah. mocks a couple of our mocks as well um he was late first round so the fact that we got him uh, kind of early second was good. Uh, we need an edge rusher, big time. Fowler is is not the answer. Um, he could be a project of ours. Arnold, of course, rookie deal, prove it type type of thing. Um, I think he's got the dog mentality, as a lot of scouts like to say to these players. He 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 plays hard. Um, the dude, the dude will never take a down off. So um, that is my favorite pick. I would say in the entire Falcons draft. Um, you know me, I'm not a big fan of the Ritter pick. Um, I'm not a too big of a fan of the Drake London pick, but this one really, this one just it was the chef's kiss for me on that one. Yeah, I, I like that pick. I mean, that that's who I thought your favorite pick would be. They traded up to get him. I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. I I like Troy Anderson too that you guys picked. Um, you let Ola Congo. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a good linebacker. I, I mean, there was other ones that I would have preferred if I was the Falcons. Chad Mumo was still on the board. Leo mm-hmm. Chanel, but. I mean, that's a good pick. I mean, you guys are building up that defense like I thought you would. And, you know, you went double edge. You went D'Angelo Malone from Western Kentucky. And then you got Arnold Ebiketti. I mean, you guys are are doing a lot better than you did last year. I'll, I'll give you credit on that. And obviously Drake London on the offense. And I, I, I really want to get your thoughts. I know we talked about it a little bit afterwards. But Ritter, like, what does this mean to you as far as where this team goes from here on out? Because... I mean, he's a project. They have Mariota. I still think this is a year where if Ritter plays a game, and you know, half the season or the whole season, if he beats up Mariota, if he doesn't look good, I still think they draft a quarterback next year. Well, it all just kind of depends on the position of the, of, of the draft next season. I mean, if we're, if, we're, if we're one of the three worst teams in the league next season and, and Ritter had a shot to kind of prove himself the second half of the season – um, then yeah, but I suppose we go out there and get yourself a Stroud or you know Young. Um, but I mean, I feel like we're kind of sailing that boat away. We're kind of pushing it away. Where I think the I think this is our quarterback of the future. I, I can definitely see Terry and Arthur Smith kind of just uh, like you just said, a project. It's a project, and I, I think they're not going to completely just you know move away from it after one year. Um, they understand it's going to take them a year or two to kind of actually dwell into an NFL quarterback. So I, I don't, yeah. I don't see them unless it's kind of a Josh Rosen type situation where he had one year and then, you know, the, the Cardinals were the number one pick the following mm-hmm. year and you couldn't pass up on Kyler. I just don't see the Falcons really doing anything with the quarterback position moving forward. I think they're going to try to put all their <clears> eggs <throat> in that Desmond Ritter uh, basket, which I'm, I, I do not like whatsoever. <laughs> well, I mean, I- you guys are probably going to pick top two or three. I mean, I, I don't think this roster, even with the draft picks that you guys hit on, mm-hmm. I, I don't think this roster is ready to compete yet. And I think they have a tough schedule. So, um, I mean, I, I think it is that Josh Rosen situation. If you guys are picking one or two or three, I I, honest, I will concede Stroud, Young, or Van Dyke be in that position. So, mm-hmm or whoever I, I, rises up those boards. But I still think this is a year away and you guys are going to get your future quarterback. I just don't see – I mean, I've told you this in the text in the first night. I, the way in the entire organization or the entire NFL, with the exception of the Steelers, everyone really was – it tell the way they were drafting just told me the quarterbacks is next year. That's, yeah. where the gold, that's where the gold is. And I think a lot of teams have accepted it. And it's kind of a, a disappointment on, on, the, on the Falcons end because I thought we were going to be one of the few who were going to take that strategy where we, don't, we pass on a quarterback this year um, and then just focus on next year's class. But literally every, every organization did it. The Panthers, the Giants, um, uh, well, not us, but, I mean, 
Commanders. The Seahawks, the Commanders, all these teams who were needing a quarterback, they just, you know, it looked like they just said, fuck it, we're going next year. Yeah. And and I don't like that. So, I mean, I think, yes, we could be potentially a bottom three team in the league next year, but you still have your Commanders, uh, your Giants. I know the Giants had a good draft, but the Giants could potentially still be there. The Lions, um, you know, even though they got a good pieces, like, you just never know. The Lions will be the Lions every year. So, I mean, they could be top pick next year and, and get rid of Jared Goff. So, um, there's just a lot of lot of pieces um, in the league that are not in our favor, I guess you can say. Yeah, I mean, I think your fiercest competition next year would be the Lions and the Giants. I mean, or the those, Panthers. I, I feel like them trading up for Corral was kind of them saying, like, mm-hmm. that's kind of their guy. They traded a third round next year with mm-hmm. the Patriots. So, that was kind of like, well, okay, they must – they must have really liked them, and they were probably surprised he dropped. But yeah, the Lions and the Giants—I mean, they're—they're they're building for next year. They had a—they had pretty good drafts, but um, I still think even—I I mean, there's probably a quarterback we're not even talking about that might go top five. Like that always happens, like Joe Burrow. So um, that's true too. You know, well, we'll see. But I still think you guys are well in that play. But overall, a really good draft. They're one of my winners. I, I would put them at three. But I don't know if you have them as one of your top winners. The Falcons are a top five winner for me. Uh, I, I still think overall they had a good draft. Um, I know you just mentioned um, Troy Anderson. Um, yeah. I, I think he's an elite athlete. I think he he has the potential of being one of the great linebackers in this league, especially in that Dean Peeves defense. Um, you already have speed and Debo. You need a, you need a kind of a big linebacker who who can run the or you know block the run and and really kind of just form themselves in that middle of the line. So. I like the pick, but the fact that he was – he never – he hasn't never played linebacker his entire life. Um, you know, he's kind of still learning the position, kind of is a little little bit of a yellow flag for me. Um, it's going to take him time to also kind of get to know the position, especially at a high level as the NFL. So that's just kind of a, a big question mark for me, but I do I do like his talent overall. Um, so for me, it's – it's I think they're the fourth – they they're the fourth winner in my mm. top five. I, I okay. think it's overall great. I think it's an A minus. I, I just think we have a lot of good pieces that we drafted. Um, but there's just it's all there is is potential with these guys, really. There's no bona fide number one, even including Drake London. Um, a lot of people like to compare to Mike Evans and, and Vincent Jackson and them, but um you still don't know. You just don't know what he's gonna produce. So I'm not as confident leaving with this draft class, but I, I am a little bit op- optimistic about it. You wanted Wilson, right? I think that was your guy. Yeah, I mean, if we were going to go receiver, you might as well go get Wilson. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Wilson will be, other than Jamison Williams, of course, I think Wilson will probably be the best receiver in this class. Um, I, I think this the NFL has kind of shifted. It's all about speed, um, you know, and I think um, when you get a guy like Wilson, he's going to get you speed and, and he's going to separate himself from the rest. So, um, obviously, Jamison Williams was a bona fide number one player or receiver in this class with before the injury. Um, I feel like passing on him was kind of an exception because he's he's injured. We don't know when he's coming back, and the Falcons desperately need receivers now. Um, and I, I think we were, you know, willing to pass on him for that reason. So I understand why the Falcons didn't look at him. But I mean, Wilson, man, the dude's gonna separate himself from everybody. He's a Ridley type player, like you mentioned before, and. Yeah. You know, really did well in, in, in uh, Arthur Smith's system last year before he, you know, got into all that. But, you know, what can I say? Well, let's get into it, bro. Like, I know we already hit on one, but who's who's your number one winner in the in this year's draft? I, I think we have the same one, but I'll let you go first. Of course. I mean, it's it's your boy Connor's team, man. The, oh. the Jets. I think the Jets are the big winners in two in this draft to me because they got uh, first off first night we already talked about this they got three mm-hmm. solidified starters on their roster um i think that's huge i think that they you know the fact that they got those three guys the first night um it's it's gonna it's gonna be a big cornerstone for the draft class in the future or you know four years from now when they pick up mm-hmm. club options and, and stuff for, for them we're gonna say you know this this is an elite class so I think the Jets did well. Um, I think the only weakness that they have really after this draft is safety. Um, but mm-hmm. I do know, obviously, with with um, with Honey Badger still out there in the market, I know he's looking at New Orleans now. But, I mean, maybe the Jets can make an aggressive push as well to go get him. But other than that, I think the roster mm-hmm. has improved dramatically ever since uh, Thursday. So um, I'm going to give the Jets a big winner here. I know Connor's hyped um, mm-hmm. about this draft. So 
big, yeah. big win for the for the Jets. I'm, I'm surprised they traded up to get Brees Hall. That was That's probably – yeah, that was probably like, well, okay. Like, they, their offense is legit now. If they can stay healthy, I mean, as long as Wilson makes that, you know, that second-year leap, um, you know, they're in good hands. They have Corey Davis. They have Elijah Moore. Braxton Berrios, obviously adding Wilson. I mean, that's all they really needed was a guy that can get separation like that. And then Brees Hall, I mean, yeah, they, they got a number one running back. I mean, Carter couldn't stay healthy last year as his rookie year. We'll see. Uh, Ty Johnson was the pass catching back. And, you know, I, I like what they're doing. Obviously, they spent all their assets on the O-line in the offseason. And mm-hmm. I, I'm just curious to see what, what happens with Mekhi Beckton. I mean, they're, I've heard reports that he, they're done. They don't like that he's over 300 pounds, which mm. I get, but I still think they should give him a shot at least this year. If they would, if they want to give up on him, they should have drafted uh, Aki or Evan Neal at four, but they went sauce. I know we both kind of think that was too high, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, they got cornerstone pieces and they're moving in the right direction. My big winner, I, I have to go to the Ravens. I mean, they, they fucking do this shit every year. I mean, the dudes that fall to them, I, I don't understand how these teams let this happen. I mean, they got Kyle Hamilton. Obviously, the Eagles traded up to da- for Davis. I really think that was the Ravens' pick. I think they were going to go um, Jordan Davis if he was there, but they got Kyle Hamilton that fell right in their lap. Uh, the Cardinals probably made one of the worst trades I've ever seen, a first-round pick for Marquise Brown. And they got Tyler Linderbaum. I mean, that was, that was our number one center. You had him going to Minnesota at 12. I mean, that that should show you the type of value that, that a player they got. They got Ojabo, who was a first round. He was a top 15 pick if he didn't tear his Achilles in his pro day. I mean, that. and then they got Travis Jones. And then they got one of my sneaky corners that I really like, Jalen Armour Davis. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they, they fucking do this every year, bro. The, the way DaCosta and... I'm um, trying to think of their old GM that used to run, run things. I mean, the way they, these guys draft, it, it's untouchable right now. Like, they're sitting on the mountaintop of these draft class that they get. And, you know, that three safety look, if they keep Chuck Clark, I mean, that defense is going to be crazy next year. Mm-hmm. Hit with uh, Hamilton, Williams. Mm-hmm. Man, that's, that's, I- that's an elite secondary. With Peters and Humphrey coming back, I mean, they're back. They're really back if they stay healthy. Uh-huh. I don't know about that, man. I, I, this is what they're my second winner. It's, I'd say defense wise, they're back. Oh, offense, yeah. offense is a little iffy right now. Absolutely. Defense is elite. I, I'm going to probably pick them in my fantasy um, in August and September, uh, no doubt. Um, but yeah. I think just the offense, like you just said, I mean, yeah, you know, the safety. Cardinals, you just gave up Hollywood Brown, who was technically your number one receiver, um, even though none of us probably saw him as a number one receiver. Uh, but still, though, like you have nobody. I mean, they're kind of. I, it's it's crazy how it shifts. Like the Falcons had no receivers heading into the draft. Mm-hmm. Now the Falcons have some respectable players with you know Zacchaeus, Kyle Pitts. Obviously he's a tight end, but I mean he could play receiver. Drake London. Um, but now the Ravens have nobody. I mean I, I'm yeah. trying to think as we're talking. I'm I mean they, to think they, who the hell they have on the their roster. number one is Bateman right now. That's that's but, number I mean, one. Even that I don't trust Bateman at all. I know he they took a flyer on him last year with, with the first pick or right mm-hmm. first round pick. So. Even then, I mean, hopefully he kind of develops this season and this sophomore year. But, man, I, I, I don't see the Ravens really kind of improving in, on their offensive side of the ball much. Um, their yeah, defense, like you said, no defense, way. elite, top five, maybe even best defense in the league. They're going to get a lot of playmakers there. But Lamar Jackson, already known um, as a guy who doesn't really pass the ball a lot, um, even though he's a great quarterback. Um, yep. he, he doesn't really get many pieces. So, I mean, who they got only, like, Mark Andrews, the tight end? That, that's all Andrews and Bateman, honestly. So, so, we'll see. I mean, if you if you start to double Mark Andrews, I mean, is he going to throw to Bateman? Is he going to trust him with the 50-50 ball, stuff like that? So, I mean, the, there's still much to improve on the Ravens offensive side ball. Right. I mean, the thing I'll give them, they, like I said, they got the center, and they got, um, you know, I think a top five or six tackle prospect in Daniel Faleo from Minnesota. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're building out the O-line. They're going to get their running backs back with the uh, Dobbins. So, I mean, they're really going to be a strong running team. But, yeah, I mean, Andrews is the offense right now. And they lost Watkins to Green Bay. So, yeah, they don't really have receivers right now. I, I would suspect Jarvis Landry is a lock for a Raven. <laughs> I mean, this dude's probably going to be probably. Their, their number one target right now after the draft. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I would I would consider them just the defense that they built through this draft and through this offseason. That's an A plus for me for the Ravens. I mean, yeah, absolutely. That was my my number two really as in my top five was with yeah. the Ravens. Uh, number three to me were the Jaguars, actually. I think the Jaguars mm. had a sneaky yeah. good draft. Um, obviously with Trayvon Walker, number one, there's a lot of you know, uh talk about them picking him. I think it was the safer pick. I know Aiden Hutchinson is going to be more pro ready, but I think Walker, if you stack a good defense with the Jaguars around him, like they did in Georgia, he's going to be an elite pass rusher in my, in my opinion. So I like the pick. Um, I don't love it, but I like it. But the Devin Lloyd pick, man, that, that one, that I can't believe he fell really. Yeah. To the Jags. I, I'm shocked that that happened, but that's a great pick. That's a first rounder in itself as well. Probably arguably the best linebacker in the class this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up so i mean they got another good one there and then they already signed uh my boy oluquan from the falcons so they're gonna have yep. some good linebackers on that squad and they also got chad muma who's also another good linebacker that they picked up so this defense you're talking about the ravens having great defense i mean the jaguars are on the come up i'm not gonna put them top five just yet i'm not but uh, i mean they're they're gonna get there in a few years and i think this is yeah. a good start for the jaguars yeah they're young and you know, with that Devin Lloyd pick and them drafting Muma, I think they're going to move Lloyd to edge and, um, you know, have Muma and Olakon in the middle. I mean, yeah, that defense for sure. They have Walker on one side, uh, Caleb on chase on first round pick a few years ago on the other. Oh, and obviously Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen's an elite pass rusher. So yeah, that, the, that, that D-line they're the is new really Washington. Good. They're the new Washington. I mean, I'm Wa- not Washington, that's not a good comparison because Washington really fell off last year. Let's see if they pick it up, but, um, that one year they had those elite. Oh man, you remember yeah. those? You remember those years when Washington just kept drafting D linemen and yeah, it looked good that COVID year, and then the year after they looked terrible. So I mean, let's see if they pick it up. But yeah, Jaguars for sure. I mean, Lloyd had no business being there at twenty-seven, and you know, I, again, my my Patriots really fucked up my picking them. But um, we'll get we'll get there when we get there. But yeah, they were my number four. Um, mm-hmm. My number uh, three, like we talked about, was the Jets. My number two is the Chiefs. I mean, what they did, uh, listen, that defense was a joke these past two years. And getting McDuffie at 21, we talked about it already. That that shouldn't have happened. They get Carl Loftus, who, in my mind, different years, he would probably be a top 10, top 15 draft pick. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I don't know what happened to his evaluation that he started following, but following, but I still think he's a top pass rusher and that's really what the chiefs needed. They, they didn't have a good edge and they moved Chris Jones to the edge. I mean, that should tell you everything that, <laughs> that, um, you know, was going on with Kansas city last year. Now they're going to move him back inside. They have Frank Clark on one side, Carl Loftus on the other. Trent McDuffie's their number one. Leo Chanel should not have fallen that far. I mean, he's a top linebacker. They got him. He's, I think it was the fourth or third round. A joke that he fell and they got uh brian cook from cincinnati and then sky Moore, another receiver like they the draft that they did that they had i mean it's you know an a for me and you know i, I just can't believe it man these teams just everything fell perfectly for a lot of these teams and it's crazy to think about it but yeah the, the chiefs really the defense is really all they needed to fix and We'll see what they do without Tyreek. That's what I'm really curious to see how this offense looks. Obviously, Tyreek and Travis were a lethal duo. Now we'll see Juju Smith, Sky Moore, Marquez Valdez Scantling. That's that's their that's their core. So we'll see if that can do it or not. But um, yeah, I think the Chiefs hit it out of the ballpark. Give them an A for that. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. They they stuck it on my coworkers. Uh, he's like, yo, the Chiefs low-key have a sneaky good draft. I mean, I agree with yeah. McDuffie um, and all of them. So, I, I don't know. I, I think the Chiefs came out really good winners. I don't. They're not my top five mm. uh, just because I got to wait and see. I know there's still plenty yep. of holes the Chiefs can address, I know. Um, but, I mean, this is a good start for, for Mahomes to kind of rebuild um, what they lost in the past few years. So, um, good start for the Chiefs. Um, I, I I can't – would you pick them? Let me ask you this. Would you pick them as the favorites to win ASU West now? Or would you kind of at least top two? Yeah, they'll finish top two. Okay. I, I think the winner, honestly, is between um, – it's going to be between them and L.A. I, I, I still think I, – I, I'm, I'm starting to agree with you a little bit that Denver's going to start out a little slow mm-hmm. just because that's how it always is. The chemistry is going to take a bit to build up. But they're going to be in the mix. It's going to be a three-team race. 
oh, Las Vegas is going to be left out of it, I think. Um, but ultimately, I think it's going to be between L.A. and Kansas City. And it's going to be who has the better defense. And right now I'm looking at it, L.A. has the best defense in that division. I mean, J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel, Jr., Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. I mean, I can go on and on. I mean, that. I think the Chargers are the – the leading dog with KC's right there, I, I yeah. would I would say, but yeah, but I agree. I mean, they're all rookies; they all have to prove themselves. Um, you know, they got a young core, so we'll see if they can pan out or not. But um, Absolutely. who's your who's your number three? But my bad, I don't know if you have anything else to say on that. Anyway, no, I was just gonna say. I mean, I I think this is a good draft for the Chiefs, but like every other winner that we have in our top five round, it's gonna take at least a year or two really to kind yeah. of see what they're all about. Um. So I already gave you my top four. Uh, yeah, obviously. four. Right. Um, my fifth, I would probably pick the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did like the Eagles draft as well. Um, they they had a lot of people that really kind of fell into them. Obviously, I know they traded up to get Jordan Davis, um, which was funny. It was smart. It was, it was sneaky. We all, you and I both picked him to go 14 to the Ravens. And yep. then the Eagles said, no, 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 no. We're going to trade up to <laughs> get him right before y'all. So yeah. um, I think this is a good pick, as mentioned in the last episode in our podcast. Um Fletcher Cox, really, his numbers, his years are, are pretty much past him, his prime years. And this is kind of a good replacement. I think they could, he can mentor Jordan Davis. Yeah. Um, the I, I do like the Nokobe Dean pick as well, um, obviously. Yeah. Him being top, you know, projected first round, late yeah. first round, early second. The fact they got him in the third round was good. I know he's got that medicals, all these medical issues going on. Uh, but I really do think if Nokobe were to end up in a good organization, he can kind of get that all fixed with, the, I think, the Eagles are. Um, Cam Jurgens, though that's that's also a great pick. The center, um, I did see your your boy Connor's uh, show uh, when that happened. I know Lefko uh, Lefko had a Kelsey on uh, when they picked him, and and it was kind of an awkward moment. But Kelsey said, "No, he 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 kind of compared himself a lot to Jurgens uh, when he was younger." So um, if there's a lot of praise from Kelsey there, I, I think they found their potential future yeah, I mean, uh, center once Kelsey decides to hang him up. So I, I do like the entire yeah. draft. Yeah, Kelsey, Kelsey's getting up there too. So mm-hmm. I don't think he took any any offense. So it just depends who they like more, Jurgens or Dickerson, who they already have. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, so yeah. this is good. Yeah, for sure. Nicobe Dean had no business going in the third round. All of a sudden, like there's always that one player where all of a sudden something pops up to where teams have an issue. And I mean, just I get medicals a a big thing, but to get that type of a player on that type of a defense that he was really – I don't know about you, Julian. I know you watched a lot more Georgia than I did, but mm-hmm. as far as a leader goes in that defense, he was one of the main reasons yeah. that defense went. So mm-hmm. I think that really should have valued way higher than where his medicals were. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if you have a good me- uh, medical staff, you should be have confidence in taking that type of player. And the fact that he fell into the third round is a joke. And mm-hmm. – and obviously them trading for AJ Brown. I mean that I like I said that, yeah. yeah. And like I said, I'm not a big Howie Rosen fan, but he really knocked it out of the park for me with this one. They were they're my number five for sure. Um I had your Falcons at four. I I still think that's a good draft. They're building that defense out. But yeah, the Eagles, I mean, they 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 did everything they had to do. They're they're really I think next year is the year that they're gonna really start competing. I mean, once you get Jordan Davis and more of a you know, he's going to be a starter. I mean, right now he's going to be rotating with uh, Hargrave and Cox. I think once the once Cox leaves next year, Davis taking over this defense, N'Kobe Dean another year under his belt. I mean, this team is going to be – this is going to be the, the NFC East team for a while. As long as Hurts either develops into the quarterback you and I think he is or, you know, they go elsewhere, I, I think them and Dallas. And Dallas, to me, I mean, they're – they're kind of falling off a bit. I don't know what they're doing, but um, I, th- I think this team, this is the team to beat in the East right now in the NFC. Uh, I, they're my number five, but my honorable mention, I, I, I do have to give this team a credit. This is the draft I would want. I was the Patriots, the, the Texans. I mean, they a sneaky draft. They had Stingley at three, bit of a reach, but still a good pick. Kenyon Green at 13 or 14, again, or I think it was 16. Again, another reach. But we're talking about guards here. He is a top two guard. And in the second round, they just got, I mean, Jalen Petrie. Come on, bro. Like that, that was a 
regarded as a first round talent and they got him at 37. They traded up to get John Mechie again, another second or third round talent. And then Christian Harris. I mean, he's an underrated linebacker out of Alabama. He was all over the place on that field. And I think the Texans had a really sneaky draft and they're, you know, I, I know they're, they're not anywhere close to contending in that AFC South, even though that's a weak division. We'll see with Davis Mills, but I mean, these are building blocks for the future and whoever they, you know, if they can start building out that offense for Mills or they go elsewhere next year, I mean, this is a, this is a good draft. I like what they did. Yeah. I mean, Lovey Smith, man, the dude's, the dude's happy right now. He, yeah. <laughs> with the exception of Kenyon Green, I mean, I, I think the most part, most of them were defensive players, right? And I, oh no, yeah. and, and, and uh, John Mechie too. But, John Mechie. But I mean, I, it's, it seems like they were kind of going defense, defense mentality. Um, and obviously with the first pick themselves, Derek Stingley, I spoke very highly of him mm-hmm. uh, prior to it. He, he's going to look like the best corner in the league. He's going to, I think he's going to win defensive rookie of the year. I really wow. do. Um, unless, unless somebody goes off like kind of a, like a Michael Parsons type, type stats last year, yeah. because same as last year, I think Sertan had a really good case to be defensive rookie of the year if Michael Parsons didn't have the season that he did. So yeah. I think Stingley's going to, be kind of like that very similar um but yeah i mean overall this 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 was a good good uh, good draft for the texas as well they, they ended up with some really good pieces christian harris too i love the pick uh i know bam overall they produce very good players um but he was kind of one of the big pieces on defense last mm-hmm. year that got them to the national championship so i would agree just those two alone really give them a good grade um and so so they had a very underrated draft they're they're one of those teams where if davis mills com- develops into a pretty good quarterback who knows where this team could go in a few years so yeah, I mean, we can go on and on, but I, I, obviously another one, the Steelers, they had a good draft. Mm-hmm. Pickett, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm very, very iffy on Pickett. I, I know you are as well, picking him at 20. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pickens that they got out of Georgia, dog of a receiver. I know his off-the-field issues made him drop. And um, they got remember, – remember we were talking about this off-air. They got – this guy that was regarded as a top three pick in a way too early 2022 draft. Um, what was his name? DeMarvin Leal from Texas A&M. They got him in the third round, I think. And then they got Calvin Austin. So they're building out that offense. I know Leal, defensive tackle. But the two receivers they got, I really like. And Pickett develops, man. That's a – that's a they're back basically, basically because that defense is elite. So mm-hmm. – you know. Absolutely. It all rests on Pickens. I mean, yeah. or Kenny Pickett, excuse me. I mean, I think like, like last year, they had a pretty good team overall. They had you know, Najee. It was just Big Ben not really yeah. being able to pass the ball. And, and uh, Pickett now is just going to have to take that load on his shoulders. And if he develops yep. into a pretty – even better than Big Ben last year, if he could be like, you know, just slightly better than Big Ben, they could definitely make some noise in the playoffs. So the Steelers are – I think they're a, a winner as well. They're not my top five, but – yeah. Of just course. the fact that they didn't have to trade up to go get him is, is huge. It was huge for them. And, you know, it just fell into their laps and they're, you know, they're excited about it. So. All right. Unless you, unless you want to go, unless you want to shout out another team, we have to go to losers. And... Let's go to, let's go to some losers, man. Um, <laughs> this one really, I think the biggest, biggest loser in this draft is Malik Willis. I, I mean, you got to say it, dude. I yeah. mean, this dude, he, at first he was supposed to be first, first round pick. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of low low end first round and then all the hype around his pro day oh he's gonna go top 10 uh, maybe even top three to the lions or the texans who knows and then you know once those three picks happen you know we start thinking panthers maybe panthers and then when they all passed mm-hmm. out on a quarterback and once uh kenny pickett got the uh, pick you know that's when start questions i started thinking like is someone gonna trade up back to the late first round and go get him yep. and no that, that didn't be that wasn't the case and um i believe he he fell to the third round right so he didn't yeah. even go the all second of them round. basically fell to the third so round that that was a big loser for willis i i'm sure it it, it hit him big time as far as business <clears throat> and money wise because obviously being a first round pick you're making a hell of a lot more than being a, yeah. a third round pick so it hurt him in his wallet um, I think he ended up in a pretty good situation in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, but man, oh man, all the hype, just imagine thinking you're going to possibly be a top three pick and you fall all the way to day two. Um, and not even early day two, you're, you're spending a good chunk of your night waiting to get called. So I think he's a big loser in this. Yeah. And I, I think if you're looking at it that way, I think the Steelers might end up being a loser because I, I personally, I like Willis 
the mobility that he has in his arm, I think, are are way better, and they have way more potential than Pickett. I mean, Pickett right now is more pro ready. I think he's like, I heard uh Connor Rogers say this. He's like a Mac Jones light. Like he's gonna be, he's gonna give you good, you know, good play. Same guy, Mac Jones light. Mac Jones light. He's not Mac Jones. Stop it. But, <laughs> but um, I I just think. Overall, if he develops the way everybody thinks he does positively, I mean, this he's going to be the best quarterback in this draft. You know, I, I would say next year, Guy Raider. I mean, I, I think Pickett is going to he's going to start here and he's going to you know slowly decline. He's going to be. It's funny that they have the same guy in there. They have Trubisky. I mean, they have Trubisky two point in, in the QB. I about him. They have Trubisky two point oh. I mean, this might be one of the the all time. If you think about it, the Titans, I think they traded up to go get Willis. So, yeah, like you said, they're, he's in a, a great situation. Obviously, A.J. Brown not being there hurts, but, you know, they got Traylon Burks. They got Robbie – I was about to say Robbie Woods. Bobby Trees, Robert Woods in there. They traded for him. Obviously, Henry, that O-line, they drafted some pieces there. They have Lawan. So, I mean, I feel like he's going to sit this year and he's going to start next year. Tannehill's too expensive and – we, we know this. He can't win. You can't win with Tannehill as your quarterback. So I think Willis, this redshirt year will do him good. And then next year he takes over. So, um, yeah, Willis to me, I, I I feel for him, but he felt ultimately got in the best situation he possibly could. So that's you know, true. good. Good for him. But obviously, I, I would say Nicobe Dean as well. He's right there. I mean, the, the fact that all of a sudden his medical history is a big issue when leading up to it. Unless I was missing something, I didn't hear nothing about that. I mean, I didn't hear anything about all. Oh, I mean, all of a sudden he's playing car crash uh, football and he, he's getting hurt all the time. And because he doesn't want surgery on his shoulder, nobody wants him. I just don't I don't agree with that. That type of player. He was a he's one of the lead dogs in that Georgia defense. And I, I don't agree with the Packers taking Quay Walker over him. Obviously, he's falling to the second round all the way to the third round. I mean, I just don't, I don't get it, but you know, ultimately in the best situation possible, I feel like it's going to develop in that Eagles system and um, you know, Gannon. I I mean, I like his defense better than uh, what's his name? Shorts. I had shorts was just playing blitz all the time, but I think uh, Dean, he's going to develop. And like I said, the Eagles are going to be the team to be in the East. I give him a year. They'll be right there, but. Yeah, Dean, I'd say financially, like you said, with Willis up there with one of those leaders. Absolutely. I mean, I think overall, I guess you can make a case quarterbacks in this draft class in general, really. Like, I know Sam Howell, yeah. I didn't get picked to the third day. Fifth, fifth so, round, man. That's crazy. So, so, I mean, Jesus. Like, like I said earlier, man, these teams, these organizations, they, I think they're just prepping for next year. And yeah. if a quarterback falls to them in, in a pretty good value, then they're going to take them. But other than that, I mean, that, it was a bad. It was, it was a big losers for all of them, including Pickett, in my opinion. But um, number, who do you have? Give me, give me a loser of yours that you may have. I have on, a couple. Come on, I, I, I save, save the best for last, man. Save the best for last. <laughs> uh, I would, I would say the the Forty ers I, I don't like their draft. Um, mm-hmm. Them drafting a running back that high. I, I, why, why are we drafting running backs? You guys need receivers. You're gonna get rid of Debo. You need receivers. I know they got one. At the end of the second, um, they still need to build out that defense. I mean, they got some guys next to uh, Jimmy Ward, but I'm not a fan of this draft. You, If Trey Lance is your guy going into this, you got to give him weapons. And you don't need a running back. You got Elijah Mitchell. You need – listen, your boy uh, Alex Mack might retire. You know, he's still contemplating his decision. You need a replacement for him too. I just don't – I don't like it. And we know – Kyle Shanahan in his history of draft drafting running backs, you know, early, it's not good. So uh, I, I don't like the draft. I don't think they got better and, you know, we'll see what happens, but they, this is a team that really this whole off season, they get a big fat F because they're in there. I, I keep saying it. They're a possession away of going to the Super Bowl and Jimmy G obviously when you need, when you need that interception the most, he comes through. And now that Trey Lance, all of a sudden, they have all this confidence in them. They don't help them out. And I, I don't like that philosophy. I don't like them not getting Deshaun Watson. I'm, not, I'm just talking about all, all around. They just get an F, and I don't like their draft either. Their draft is bad. 
that's what they did last year. I mean, I, the Trey Lance pick, I mean, it, itself, like, you know, we told ourselves, let's give it a shot. Maybe, you know, let's give him a chance. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance, who guy didn't even play last year. And the fact that he got outplayed by Jimmy G is kind of <laughs> kind of a little little question mark there. So even last yep. year's draft and, and overall, like, I, I think Debo was just kind of a blessing in disguise for the team um, as far as kind of talent. I mm-hmm. think without without Debo going off the way he did, I think the the Niners would have had no shot of, of going as they they would have had no business making playoffs because I know the last week of the season they were still trying to battle for that last spot with the Saints, yeah. um, and luckily they beat the Rams. So, um, I think this organization kind of needs to take a, take a step back. I think also with the Debo trading or ask, requesting a trade before the draft was also kind of it was a big opportunity that they lost really yep. and, and getting going out there and getting him or getting a first round pick out of it. And, and obviously, like we both said, this is a huge receiver class. Um, so you could have easily just traded him and get yourself a cheaper receiver who has a lot more potential as well. So yeah, you're right. I think the Niners are some losers in this, um, but I think overall these, I'm not going to give them the loser tag just yet. I want to see what they get in return for Debo. Cause you never know what if they get somehow a first and a, and a third and a second or something next year. And you never know. And that's next year, but I'm saying this year they're not doing anything. This is the year that they could have really built off of what they did these past two years, past three years. I mean, you got to think about it. They're they're two years from being in the Super Bowl. I mean, that, that the fact that they blew it this last year, this past season, and haven't really done anything to get better. That's why I give them one of my loser tags. So absolutely, like, and like I mean, you said, they they should have really traded Debo. They had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I, I saw the Jets offer. It was kind of light, but I feel like if that's the best offer available, just take it because what are you going to get now? I mean, people are going to be like, hey, you didn't accept that. <laughs> We're not going to give you that much, you know, either. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll see, though. Absolutely. Um, and that, that kind of just re- that leads to my second loser, um, just drafting a running back. I think running backs are, are a huge loser in this because mm. – um, I believe this is the first year that a, a running in, in like eight years that a running back wasn't taken in the first round. Um, it's been a while, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think this is kind of uh, more of a sign to tell in the future that organizations are kind of going to trend back to not drafting one. Because um, mm-hmm. I know Josh Jacobs, that he didn't get his option picked up this uh, not so long ago from the Raiders. I, get, I guess the Raiders are admitting that's a big L on their part. Uh, mm-hmm. drafting him in the first round so um i look at todd Gurley. todd Gurley is out of the league now yeah um, so um, edwards hilaire as good as he has as productive as he's been he also still shares the load with a couple of those other running backs so i think overall the running backs are a big loss i think if you're a kid wanting to be a running back in the nfl you better expect not to get as much as as much money as these receivers and these quarterbacks in the league because the, the 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 league is trending towards a passing league. Uh, we have been in the past ten years, and I think the the value of a running back really you can pick one off, maybe not off the street, but you can go out there and get yourself more diamonds in the rough. Um, yeah. Draft. So yeah, running backs big. I know, like Hall went to the Jets. Um, I know I forgot the guy. I can't think of his name right now. But the Falcons dude okay. that we drafted, he led the nation in running back or rushing touchdowns last season, and looking at getting drafted in the third round. Who did y'all get? It was huh. the dude from. Um, I think BYU. I forgot his name. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then Kenneth Walker from from Michigan State, the dude, the dude who was a Heisman potential, yeah. uh, you know, and look at him dropping down to day two. So overall, running backs, man, really, it, it's just a big loss for them. Really, his name's Tyler Algary uh, okay. from BYU. That's why I got. I like name. Brian Robinson too, and he fell to the third as well. So. Mm. It's just, it's just overall, man. Running backs' value has dipped, and I think it's because of the past, because of the results from the first round of the past few years. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you brought him up as well, but Etienne tearing his ACL. Um, I think that was more Urban Meyer wanting him, but um, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I the running backs that have been trending that way anyway. I feel like you only take a first round running back if he's a you know next generation talent like a Najee Harris or a Zeke at the time. Obviously not now, but um, I, I even think Edwards Hilaire is a reach at the time. You and I both were shocked that they picked him that high. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think the NFL has been trending like that for a bit. You can get a Gio Bernard. You can get, I'm just trying to think, Melvin Ingram. Like, these are formidable dudes. Like, they'll, they'll give you production. And you don't have to waste a premium draft pick on them, so – 
Kenneth Walker going to the to the Seahawks in the second. Classic Seahawks. I mean that. I don't understand why they waste so many picks on running backs that high. Obviously, Penny being one of them. Yeah, Kenneth Walker shouldn't have gone that high. But, um, yeah, I'm surprised Brees Hall didn't go to the Bills. Um, I know they needed corners, but they really liked him. And I thought he was going to go in the first for sure. But, yeah, I mean, running backs for sure take a big L. Just on the value that's the NFL nowadays. But um, I think my other loser is the Commanders. Um I think you want to talk about a team that reaches, I mean, Jahan Dotson at 16, uh, that's too high for me. I, I didn't like that pick. They could have went Burks. I, I like Traylon Burks, and I think he would have helped Carson Wentz out a lot more than I think Dotson will. Dotson, to me, is just another Terry McLaurin. I mean, he's just speed. All they have is speed, which is not bad, but they need size. They need to bulk up that, that receiver room, and I think Traylon Burks would have been perfect. And uh, Fedorian Mathis from Alabama, another reach. I thought Travis Jones, he should have been a second to third round talent. He went to the fourth to the Ravens. Um, yeah, and like I said, they got Brian Robinson. I, I didn't understand that. I thought they were going to go elsewhere. They already have Antoine Gibson, so I, I'm confused if they're trying to get a one-two punch. They already have J.D. McKissick. I just thought you know, go somewhere else. And then they got Howell in the fifth, which is very curious to me on if that's the guy they want to go with moving forward or, you know, hey, if Carson Wentz is playing bad midseason, that's our quarterback. But I didn't like the commander's draft. Um, I don't think they got any better, to be honest. And they're kind of, they're going to be the same team as they were this past year and they're not going to do anything. So um, really just an overall, I would give them a D. Uh, for their grade. I mean, I agree. That was actually one of my losers as well. It's just Washington. I don't know what they do. Yeah. Um, they, I just understand. They, they must really love their Alabama defensive linemen because they always draft them <laughs> and, you know, with Jonathan Allen and then the rest of the team. So I know I just don't understand it, man. Like, I, I think I, you agree. The COVID year, they had the best D line in yep. the entire league. And I know they took a step back last year, but I think that was more. To just injuries. I think a lot of the yeah. injuries in the D line kind of just, you know, <clears throat> kind of put a damper into that that elite status they had. But I think coming back this year, I think they have the potential of being an elite D line as well. So I just don't like the fact that they kind of wasted a high draft pick um, on another D lineman when I think, in my opinion, they have a pretty respectable D line as is. Um, I guess you can never pick enough D line because somebody will get hurt. But um, I think there's better, far more needs really um, to address besides D line yeah. and running back too. Like you just said, yeah. Gibson and McKissick. Like, dude, those two guys were alone fantasy fantasy studs. Like that just tells me they're gonna be productive. Why do you need to get a third running back? You know what's curious to me, and I, my ears perk up a little bit. And I didn't. I've heard it more than once. They drafted Mathis so they don't have to pay Payne. Mm. Mm, that's that's a very risky move if you're gonna go down that road. Obviously, I know Payne and Allen. I uh, had that altercation last year in Dallas. Um, if that carries over this year, we might have an issue. But like I said, there was better D linemen on the board, and they kind of reached for him. I don't know if Rivera, you know, he's just basing it off of Power 5 talent, you know, SEC and all that. But let me ask you, is this his last year? No. No? No, I don't. Okay. I, don't. I, I think um, if they if they suck – um, I think it'll be more because of Carson Wentz. I think they will. They, they, they probably will. will. And I think they're going to put the blame on Carson Wentz a lot just because it's his third team in three years. Um, and I think if – I mean, if the, the dominoes have to fall, but I think if he, if the Washington somehow is the top two, top three pick in the league or in the draft, you give Rivera one more shot and, and you go ahead and get yourself a, an elite quarterback and, you know, you, you see what you can go from there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have any other ones. Uh, another loser I have, um, I had it right here. Give me a sec. Oh, the Bears. I mean, what, oh, what the yeah. what the fuck are the Bears doing, dude? You have you have <laughs> Justin Fields, and what do you do to help him? I mean, really, you lose your top two receivers. Really, you lose mm. Robinson and Grant. I know Mooney's still there. Mooney's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be a stud in this league. He already has been for me last year in the receiving fantasy wise, but. Other than Mooney, who do you have? There's no weapons for you. You don't draft much um, to help him. So, I mean, I just think Justin Fields alone, really, they they just they didn't even have a first round this year to kind of go out there and get somebody too. So, I don't know. I I think the Bears really just kind of 
dropped the ball, um, especially that they just gave up Khalil Mack too. So I, I think overall the Bears just in the off season, not just the draft, they they took a big L um, this year with not helping Justin. And if Justin Fields has another struggling year this year coming up, like what's what's that going to do to his confidence, dude? Like maybe yeah. it's just going to falter his play and his mental status on on play football. So big L. Yeah, uh, yeah, they should have went O line for sure, and mm-hmm. they only did get they got a receiver in Vilas Jones. Haven't heard much from him, honestly. Um, I, I like the two picks they made in the secondary, Gordon and Brisker, but offensive line has to be your priority, like you said. They have to help him out. He was running for his life all year last year. And you saw when he plays elite D lines, gets the shit kicked out of him. I mean, <laughs> they're always like all these quarterbacks that you know have the potential and the talent, they just have poor lines and yeah, the Bears didn't do him any favor. I know um, Eberflus wants to go defense because that's the type of guy he is, but ultimately you have to help your young QB out. You're not going to get anywhere without a good old line and good weapons. They only have, like you said, Mooney and Komet. Like, that's their – that's their, those are their guys. I mean, I – and David Montgomery has been very inconsistent as a running back, health-wise and production. I don't think he's as consistent as you would want him to be. Um, you know, yeah, that I would give them an honorable mention for loser as well, but I I think we gotta we we ha- I have to get to this, bro. I mean, you you this heard is my last loser. This is my second best. This loser. this is the loser of all losers. Uh, to be honest, I mean, the <laughs> the the Patriots. This is probably one of the worst draft class I've ever seen. I, and I'm not exaggerating. I'm not, you know. I'm not, I'm not trying to be one of those like tape guys where it's like, Oh, you're just saying that to get a re like, no, like let's run down this list. You already heard my reaction on Cole strange. I'm not going to explain myself on that. <clears throat> you have 54 pick 54. You trade up to 50. I'm like, okay, who, who are we going to get at 50? We're going to get, one of these de- these defensive studs that are left, I thought it was Dean or I thought it was a corner for sure. Um, if we were going receiver, I would have went Pickens and we get Tyquan Thornton. And again, another receiver where why, why are we trading up to get a dude like this? And again, strange, we should have traded back into the second and got him. I would have even, mind, I wouldn't have minded that, but the fact that we traded up to 50 and we got Tyquan Thornton just because he's fast. Come on, bro. Like, who was going to get him? I'm trying to figure who, out. Nobody. Who was going to get and, him? And I've, I've seen people say, oh, the Chiefs were going to draft him because they're trying to get speed and replace uh, Tyreek Hill. Clearly, they weren't. I don't know if, if people are trying to convince themselves on that. They went Sky Moore, to me, a better receiver than Thornton. Um. The only pick I like from them was Marcus Jones from Houston. Uh, he's sm- he's a small corner, but he's more nickel, and he's the re- he's they got him because he can return the ball. That's it. He's gonna be special teams. And I'm curious what what is this cornerback room looking like? We have Malcolm Butler, we have Jalen Mills. I'm not repeating myself. Just if you haven't heard it, go listen to the podcast. I went off on them. Jonathan Jones is our our best corner in that room. Again, these dudes are small. This. These Bills, these Chiefs, these Bengals, these Dolphins, they're going to be running all over these dudes. The only guy that can keep up is Jonathan Jones and Marcus Jones and maybe Miles Bryant, but Miles Bryant's young. That's a lot to ask out of him. He's still developing. And I'm looking down this list. They went two running backs. What the fuck do we need two running backs for? What? like what, <laughs> Bro. We have all these running backs at our disposal. We have Damian Harris. We have Ramondre Stevenson. We have James White, J.J. Taylor. We have all these dudes that all of a sudden we need to go, what was it, Pierre Lewis? and Pierre Strong. Strong, Just because he's fast and Matt Groh comes out and the Patriots social media team posts, we want want to get faster. We got to get faster. Man, shut the fuck up. Stop it, bro. Why are we – what is this? This is the – I'm, I'm sticking to it. I'm looking at this draft. We, we drafted another quarterback. Why? Why are we wasting fourth-round four picks on Bailey Zappi from Western Kentucky? Hey, according to Connor, that's, that's the most 
It's the most sneakiest quarterback in the class right now. Okay, cool. Get him somewhere else. What the fuck do we need another backup? We have Stidham. We have Hoyer. I, one of them obviously have to go. We're not running the fucking into the regular season with four quarterbacks. I, and then they got De'Eric King, who's going to – that's probably the best. Besides Marcus Jones, De'Eric King, they're going to switch from the uh, receiver. Probably, I guess, Edelman 2.0 because he used to play quarterback. But this is this is the worst draft class I've seen out of Belichick. This is bad. This is bad. I'm not, I'm not going to be like any of these Patriots stands. Well, this was a pretty good draft. I mean, we got speed and we got a good co- – stop, 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 stop. Stop trying to convince yourself and stop saying, in Belichick, we trust. This is not a fucking thing where we can convince ourselves, hey – this was a decent no, no, no. This is a reason why everybody was roasting the Patriots all the past three days. It's, it's warranted, and I I don't understand what was the thought process. Who's making the picks? And honestly, I'm gonna make this statement, and people are gonna say you're tripping. Well, why don't I don't care? We need somebody else in that GM position. But Belichick, no, no more. I, I've seen enough these past three drafts. He, he's not reliable. And honestly, I think Casario was the reason we probably drafted well in the past rooms. Honestly, that's, that's not that's – not look at the draft they had. I would love the Texans draft. I said that. That's a Patriots draft what they did. I mean, they got top players at top positions that they needed, and the Patriots went receiver when – I get we need receiver, but Pickens was there. Pickens is, is a perfect – developing he's probably going to be a number one in the league one day i just think he has that in him and i'm not liking the prospects of these picks i'm really not we're bang- we're and no linebackers not even undrafted free agents we went no linebackers so you're telling me mac wilson uh Jawan bentley who was getting toasted all year he cannot cover nobody cameron mcgroin who is a rookie who was hurt all year from Michigan. I think he had prospects. I think he had potential. I don't I, – I, we're banking on all this. And Raekwon McMillan, who's coming off a torn ACL. We're banking on all this, and we didn't get Darian Beavers. We didn't get Leo Chanel, Chad Muma, Tyndall from Georgia, Devin Lloyd, Nicobe Dean. I can go on and on on the linebackers that we passed on to get. Marcus Jones, Bailey Zappi. Jack Jones from Arizona State. I I don't. This was a terrible draft. Terrible. F minus. This is looking like my report card in high school. F minus, bro. This was terrible. A terrible draft. I mean, I think the one bright side is you guys got two corners you drafted that you may not be a too big of a fan of, but I mean, what it's gonna do is it's gonna uh, start a competition um, for that cornerback position. I think. Uh, whoever you got, I mean, look, listen, you, you, you may hate it, but I mean, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be up in the air. Who knows? What if Jack Jones has a great training camp? Who, what if Marcus Jones has a great training camp? Like I said, you know? Marcus Jones was my favorite pick out of this whole draft. Mm-hmm. Out of how many players did we pick? We traded, we kept trading back, back, back. We have like five to six day three picks for what? For what? That's I, where Belichick finds his diamonds, man. Stop, bro. And then we got alignment. I don't, I don't mind. You see what I mean? Cole Strange makes sense later on, but we drafted alignment anyway, like for depth purposes. I don't know. James Fred, Fer- I, I don't know if you know this, Julian. There's a linebacker, there's a lineman on our O line, James Ferenc. Look up his fucking contract history. We cut him and sign him every two weeks. That we, that every time something happens, we cut him, we cut somebody on our roster, then we sign him back again. I, I don't know what. I, I just don't get what the fuck these Patriots are doing, bro. I really don't. I get what you mean. I, I like they went corner. I don't like where they got him at. The value was higher. If you're going to trade up at 50, the, there was other guys there. I just don't. I don't see. And, and you know what this tells me? Which, man, this this is going to piss me off. They're going to play Jabril Peppers at linebacker. I, Jabril Peppers is like 6'2". 6'1", and he's 190 pounds probably, soaking wet. It's not going to be a good season, man. It's not going to be a good season, I'm telling you. Defensively, I would say. Offensively, I think they have potential, but 
defensively, they're going to get burnt just like they got last year. This is going to be a repeat. I mean, you just never know. Um, I, I'm on the same boat with you, though. I think the Patriots are a big loser uh, just for the fact that they reached. Uh, like like with me, with the Falcons kind of comparing. Ritter, I'm not a big fan of Ritter, uh, but the fact that we kind of wasted him on the third round and not the first or second, I, I think that's kind of a big, big – I think that's a, that's a W to kind of take in your own hands. So I don't know what the hell the Patriots were thinking. I don't know. Maybe they heard stuff that, that they maybe believed where, like you said, the Chiefs were going to get a speedy receiver, so they ended up trading up ahead of them to get him. Um, it, it's just the receivers in general, man. Like I know the speed is a big factor in today's league, but like speed isn't the only thing that makes you a great receiver. And I just question that entire draft alone. Um, the fact that you got a quarterback too, like that, that I don't understand. Like you don't see, you don't see the chiefs. You don't see the bills. You don't see the chargers go out there and draft the quarterback. Yep. Um, two years after you, you know, you have an elite quarterback yourself. So I know Mac Jones is an elite, but um, maybe there, it's just going to start some whispers in the organization. Like, why'd you draft them in the fourth round? Maybe if you would have drafted them in sixth or seventh, that's something different. But fourth round, you wasted your fourth round pick over a quarterback. So, well, I mean, you have to, this is the same philosophy they've always had. They would waste second, third, fourth round picks when Brady was at the helm. You know, they would, draft Ryan Mallett in the second round. The fuck are we drafting Ryan Mallett? Jimmy, Jimmy G. G. Uh, I can go on and on. Fucking uh, man, stop. I'm not going to get into it, but um, Jared Stidham, another one, but he's gone. I, I just don't I, I don't understand how they can look at this draft class and say we, we did good. And I know the social media team has to hype it up because why the fuck would they be Debbie Downers on their own team? That's mm-hmm. what they're paid to do, but this this was a joke. joke, joke. A lot of a lot of uh, hostility is gonna happen with Cole Strange uh, when he enters his um, organization. I'm, again, I I'm gonna repeat myself. It's nothing against him. It's it's the value. You you cannot waste draft picks like that. You know, with fourth round graded guys. It's just that simple. I mean, fair. Look at look at the Ravens. That the that the perfect draft. Everything fell into their lap. They didn't overthink it. They, they took the best players available. And that's the thing, too, is, like, I, I don't understand why GMs and and coaches and, and everybody, really, frankly, in the organization, like, if, if, you, if you draft a guy who is valued at the position that you're picking, where, like, for instance, Jordan Davis or um, Kyle Hamilton as well, like, there's no pressure. There really – obviously, there is some pressure to for them to be elite in this league, but – I mean, if you draft a Kyle Hamilton at 15 when he falls in your lap, or 14, excuse me, and he doesn't turn out to be the core, the, the player you you picked him for, you know, to be, there's at the end of the day, you you say, hey, look, we took a flyer on him. Everyone thought he was going to be valued at this high. Like, it is what it is. You know, we learned from our mistake. The Patriots, there is so much pressure now on them because Cole Strange, like you said, he is not a first-round value, and you reach for him. And, and that's kind of the cons about reaching is that, yes, Cole Strange might end up becoming a great guard in this league. He could probably even be a pro bowler, multiple pro time pro bowler. But right now there's a lot of pressure on Belichick, the entire organization and Cole Strange himself to produce in his first two years in this league, because everyone's going to be trashing this pick until Cole Strange has, has a reason to shut them up. So well, it's big. I, I said it in the podcast, Cole Strange, has to be a pro bowler, has to be second or first team all pro this year for it to for it to actually count. I mean, I understand it, Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green, if they don't do that, that's fine. They they're actually first round talent guards. Like there, there's no pressure on them developing because I mean, there's a reason they got picked that high. Cole Strange, you you must be you must have a crystal ball or you must have went have you must have a time a time machine or something because to take him at 29 when I think he would have been there at 54. I told you he would have been there at 94. And they and they take and him on, at 29. It's terrible. Another thing we hadn't addressed much either is that you had McDuffie at 21. I know yeah. we talked about it last time. But the fact that you traded down and kind of get the Chiefs, a, a conference rival really who you've been battling with the past few years, you, you gift them McDuffie um, over, what, two third-rounders I think they got and, and, and the 29th pick of the draft. So – you you give them 
yeah, you you gift them like Duffy, and then you trade down and you get close trade. I'm just curious to know, like, if if the Chiefs had not proposed that trade, um, a are they is there another team looking to trade up to get somebody, um, or b if if they don't find trade suitors, who do you get at 21? Because I mean, do you imagine them getting Cole Strange at 21? Do you see that happening? No, they should have went Devin Lloyd. Mm-hmm. That clear that was a clear pick. That's a Belichick pick, and you're replacing him in the Dante Hightower role. Dante Hightower is washed now. I mean, that, that's, it happens. You know, he's not healthy. He can't stay healthy. And, you know, that Devin Lloyd would have fit this defense perfectly. Like, like I told you, Garrett Wilson with the Falcons, seamless, seamless transition. Devin Lloyd with the Patriots, seamless transition. And he would have just fit with this defense perfectly. Even if they didn't like McDuffie, fine. I liked McDuffie. I told you he was my number three corner in this draft. Mm-hmm. And, he, I thought he fit what Belichick liked. He could, he's versatile in zone and man. And yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a, man, I, Cole Strange shouldn't have been nowhere close to the, to, <laughs> to the top 32 picks at all. And, well, yeah. a lot of eyes will be on Cole Strange. I Absolutely. will tell you that uh, next couple months. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, this is probably the, the biggest loser in the past five years draft wise. I mean, this is, <laughs> This is a terrible draft class. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating, people. Like, get with the times. And you Patriots fans that are really trying to make Belichick seem like the savior and we won six Super Bowls, that's then. That's back then. Get with the times. This, this is now. And we did not get better, you know. And to, to have a rookie contract, to have a rookie QB on this contract, you know how valuable that is. And, um. Yeah, it's just we're just throwing years away and we're not getting with the times. Never going to. I said we're throwing years away. We are. I mean that that I don't see how you can last year was like I said, pleasant surprise they went to the playoffs, but look what happened when we played a good team. We got blown out by 30 points. You know, just, just get used to it. True. Used to it. Get used to it because we didn't get better. I'm telling you. We'll That's I've swallowed the pill. I'm, I'm just ready to watch it. I'm glad the Celtics are in the playoffs right now because that's the only thing that's not making me more pissed off, honestly. Like the Patriots, that was the worst draft I've ever seen in my lifetime. In my life, I'm not, I'm not kidding, people. The, the amount of time that I've watched the NFL draft, this is the strangest and worst draft I've seen. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Oh. Uh... Okay, I just I'm just going back to when we had that phone call. Yeah, bro, like I, that's legit. I wish you would have recorded that because it's like, uh, are you fucking kidding? Are you out of your mind? I told you that. Are you out of your mind? No universe, no dimension. It's just no like, world. Gonna, Cole Strange goes in the I'm, first round. I'm gonna be honest with you. So of course, like I'm following the draft, and then I'm I'm listening to Connor Connor and and the boys at Bleacher Report, and then. Um, it hadn't been announced yet. I don't know. I, I I don't know how you got it first, but or maybe I had a delay in my in my uh, in my stream. But you caught me. You're like Cole Strange, bro. Cole, and I'm like, first reaction was like, what is it? Who's these people talking about? And then mm-hmm. I didn't know who Cole Strange was. To be quite honest with you, like I I, I followed a good chunk of the draft. Um, I know a couple second rounders, third rounders, but Cole Strange was not in that list, dude. I I, I had to look him up myself. I was like, who the fuck? Are the pages drafting here <laughs> and you know it's bad when i didn't even know his name until i had to look him up <laughs> afterwards so good lord dude it's just I, I need to see everyone's reactions from from the front office to even cole strange himself i wanted i want i was hoping uh we could probably get a film on him uh when he got the call maybe he was because uh, i'm sure he was not prepared to, to 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 get called in day one i don't i haven't seen anything i saw he already went to New England, they already did his jersey like they always do. But well, yeah, I mean, there's a, I, there's probably a reason why they didn't even show him like with his family or you know him in the bro. Game. He's because he's probably the, hanging out. <laughs> what the fuck? No, no shot. ESPN, NFL Network are sending camera cameramen and hats for this motherfucker that was a fourth round talent. Stop, stop, bro. Stop. I just man. want to know what happened. Like, what of the whole story? Like, was he just hanging out? Having this dude was probably fucking family? eating, bro. He was probably watching the draft like all of us. And he's like, the fuck? Hello? Did you mean to call somebody else? Hold up. Did y'all butt that on me? Belichick, uh, 
we're gonna make you New England Patriot. Like, bro, stop, man. Stop. Stop. He wasn't dressed for the occasion. No, bro. This this dude was probably in his fucking robe eating dinner. He was not ready for no fucking call. He was getting ready for the draft tomorrow. He got the call tonight. Man. Oh, Lord. I love the Patriots sometimes, man. This is funny. All right, man. You can can wrap this up before I start crying on the fucking video. All right, y'all. Well, I'm glad we got to do this. I mean, it, it's it's been a bit, you know. And even if it's at my my you know my freaking laughing at my team, it's fine. I, I'm I'm all for it. I was pissed. I was I had no. I was not in the mood to to laugh and talk about this the night of. But hey, I calmed down once they made that trade for Taekwon Thorne. I'm like, okay, it's one of these drafts. All right, let's. Let's just chill out. Let's just kick back and watch the fire and watch the tornado and watch the hurricane go by because that's what this draft class is. I'm sorry, man. I, I'm i not getting with this. I'm not siding with these Patriots fans. You should go on any Patriots like fan page on Instagram. Go on the Bleach Report community. Holy shit. So many dick riders and dick eaters, bro. Stop. Like, get stop. Stop defending this dude, for real. Like, this is not a good draft class. All right, y'all. That's it. Make sure to check out our podcast. Um, go check out the Soccer Sit-Down Boys and the 719 Sports Shows. Shout out to Inferno Podcast Network. Go follow our social media. Subscribe to Sports Inferno. Leave a comment. Go roast me down below. Right. Peace. Peace. <laughs>